this is Petrana, and this is High School Musical, the musical, the series, the podcast, a review and discussion podcast about the Disney Plus original series, High School Musical, the musical, the series. Bam! I'm back! There you go. That was pretty good. Thank you. Um, Hi, everyone. We are we are back a little bit late. We're going to be discussing two episodes today on the podcast. Um, For context, we missed the episode, um, or missed putting out an episode after episode two, um, long story short, they were bugs in my bed, and the <laughs> that we were going to record, um, I ended up having to move all the furniture out of my bedroom. The situation is resolved, but um, the podcast did not happen that weekend. Yes. Uh, but we're, we're back, baby. Back with a double whammy. Uh, yeah, so we have a lot to go over because a lot has happened. Uh, we have the full cast list of Beauty and the Beast after some very tense auditions, and also Valentine's Day happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, really kind of ridiculous. Um so obviously in episode 2, we both get the auditions for the upcoming show as well as the cast list. Um as well as a little bit of insight into Needy being fun and quirky at the Yaks Conservatory. Yak. Um Yak. Uh but yeah, so so that that initial cast list was kind of the beginning of a lot of the drama, obviously, um, and I think for us there were maybe a few surprises, but um, we actually recorded we, we we recorded an episode before the season that um, I didn't get time to edit, and so we didn't end up posting. I know. I, think I just. Donna, you I did call. Yes, I did. I Belle. yeah. So we were we thought that like oh uh, they're probably going to give Belle to Gina, which is like Gina deserves that. But I was like it would be so nice if they made it Ashlyn, and Ashlyn got Belle, and I was so happy. It was so sweet. She was so surprised. Um, I love it. Um, I do want to talk. Uh, EJ getting guest on. Everyone else I'm- like getting the roles they got were like was like completely expected. Um. Except, like, the thing that really makes my blood boil is that Ricky should not have gotten that lead role because he, like, canonically messed up his audition and also, like, last musical he, like, walked out in the middle, like. Right, I mean, it's, I don't know. Part of me is like, okay, I get it, because who else are you gonna Yeah, I know. Because they don't. I I feel Um, like, yeah, I don't know, it's just, I get it because they don't have enough, like, uh-huh. I mean, the only other uh, option men. is EJ, and that would be weird because Ashlyn and EJ are cousins. So. Yeah, that would be weird. Well, and also, I mean, like, EJ had that line about, like, oh, well, you know, given that I'm preparing to go to Duke, like, yeah. I can't, whatever. Um, But, yeah, I think a lot of the other casting was, like, somewhat will be expected. I think Big Red LeFou was, like, Beautiful. absolutely a given, right? Yes. Um, as was, I think Carlos Lumiere is very, very, very yeah. funny. Yeah, and then, uh, um, Seb Chip, uh, uh, Courtney, Mrs. Potts. Like, if, if Ashlyn wasn't Mrs. Potts, it would be Courtney. Right, well, and it was funny because I was thinking about it, and I was like, damn, it would have been, like, really sick if Courtney would have been Belle, but then yes. I was like, okay, I, because, like, especially given how they set it up in the first season of, like, oh, surprisingly, like, or not surprisingly, but, like, out of nowhere, Courtney, Courtney is, like, yeah. <laughs> probably, like, the best singer in the entire entire group um but they do it makes more sense to me in terms of like okay well mrs potts has the song yeah like the absolute song which we see a bit of um in episode three but i do think it's very cute that we have this like you know 
Courtney Seb rapport with like the chip Mrs. Potts thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Gina is what is the name of the feather Babette. duster? Is it Babette? Yes, Babette. She's the feather duster, um, and I think it makes sense because she is also going to be like the choreographer of the show. So I think having right. like a, a less intense role and allowing her to do more of that behind the scenes stuff makes sense. Even though she would have been a great, I think all three of them would have been great bells. Right, which, um, which kind of ties great. into their I love them. their audition number. Yeah. Which was so good. It gave me such <laughs> Mamma Mia vibes. Right, or like Mrs. Miss Jen had that line that was like, oh, maybe we should have done like Dream Girls. Uh, <laughs> um but like I mean that was so good. And I do I do kind of appreciate like um sorry, not to not to invoke the taboo. I do kind of appreciate that like glee esque <laughs> cut in terms of like Oh yeah, 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 yeah. This is what's happening. This is what would it would be like with full production of, right? Because like I think Ashlyn or I think it's Ashlyn has the line of like, oh, you know, you should um, imagine imagine us us like sparkly sparkly jumpsuits or whatever. Yeah, that was um, yeah, and so I thought that was very fun, and that's like the kind of thing like I like that kind of number where there are they are a little bit more playful with it, you know, and it kind of takes place out of like that fabric of reality. I think that was super. That very yeah. exciting but as for other stuff in that um second episode too we have lily yes who, where i mean she's she's obviously like quote-unquote the villain yes. right um as we see a bit in episode three but she has this beautiful beautiful audition but is also like horrific <laughs> she's just a really During mean the entire person yeah and miss chen was like we don't bring other people down here um, yeah. Yeah. So, and so. She, yeah, so she like approaches Gina and is like, "We're the only two with a real chance at the lead." And Miss Jen was like, "Psych." So, you know yeah. what? Power to Miss Jen. Love you, Miss Jen. You Love your you life is a mess, but like you're here for the kids. <laughs> yeah. It's a, there's a lot going on in this 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 poor woman's life. Um, but um, that's also, kind of like Yeah, but then we also have Nini at Yak. Yeah. Separate yeah, from everything. Yeah, uh, Nini, this youth actors conservatory is very traditional, and Nini decides to be cool and fun and quirky and put, like, a modern spin on whatever play they're reciting, and her professor is like, this is atrocious, and then puts her on quote-unquote vocal rest. Is that a thing, Palmer? Uh, I mean, I was not, like, a serious actor nor singer, really. Um, I mean, yeah, I think so, you know, but it's just silent treatment, but it's, I think- I don't know. I feel I feel very skeptical of Nini's like yak yeah. art at the moment in the sense of like I mean it's, I, it's just set up to have her be like I wasn't I didn't like it there so I'm coming home where I can be the artist that I want to be. I don't know like you know. Yeah. I mean it's just kind of like I don't know. It's something that I feel like we've seen a lot before and like oh my god she's so she's quirky and she plays the ukulele and like I think that kind of conflict between, like, her own individuality, especially when that was something that she was really, like, coming into, um, you know, I, I guess, I guess it kind of makes sense in the respect that, like, when we first meet Nini, you know, she's, like, coming out of all of these ensemble roles and stuff like that, um, and is, like, really trying to find her individuality as a songwriter, as a lead actress, and now has, like, kind of gone back to square one, Mm -hmm. where, you know, these, these older texts, you know, the school song, all that sort of stuff is, like, there's a large kind of emphasis on that sort of conformity and tradition and discipline. And so I think it is like an interesting position to put her in. And I hope we get like a bit more time for her arc to unfold. Um, But that being said, there's like obviously so much going on 
elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, which, obviously, everything kind of implodes in episode three. <laughs> yes. Dun, dun, dun. So I guess we could just go into episode three, unless there was any other lingering thoughts from episode two you wanted to touch on? No, I'm, tr- I'm, trying, right. I'm trying to think, but... No, I feel like that was the big stuff. I mean, yeah. like, the, the Dreamgirls last number was, like, yeah. huge, huge, huge highlight. So, you know. Uh, yeah, so episode three kicks off where Nini is in front of Ricky's house, and she starts playing him a song, and it turns out it's, first of all, Ricky's Ricky has moved in this time period, uh, which I guess makes sense. It has been, like, two months since his dad said he they were going to move. Um, and right. then also it cuts back to Ricky who has taken a bus to Denver to surprise Nini. And so they have one of those classic little romantic comedy miscommunications and they just miss each other. But then they're back in Salt Lake City um, for the bulk of the episode, except they can't see each other because Ricky's in school and Nini is in the hospital because her mom broke one of her moms broke her ankle or something. I don't know. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, ice skating, right? Yes. Yes um valentine's day ice skating i mean okay here's my first question before we even go further the summary like why would nini not know that ricky had moved i know right unless it like, happened like, like that week him. yeah <laughs> like i guess i guess it seems like he's like recently moved like there's yeah, boxes yeah, yeah. and stuff all over his place and maybe, I don't know, obviously, okay, maybe I should be kinder to Ricky. He's yeah. probably still processing that entire thing on his yeah, own. Yeah, yeah. Like, okay, here's the thing. As someone who is in a relationship with a man who, like, it, it's just impossible sometimes to get... I'm, this is, like, a not-all-men, obviously, but some guys just don't like to talk about what's going on with their lives and will not give you any updates. <laughs> so I can see it, especially as, like, a, what, 17-year-old guy who's just like, yeah, yeah, I'm just not gonna, you know, mention this because I don't want Needy to worry about me and I'm just gonna be cool and tough and handle it on my own. Right. I mean, I yeah, I guess <laughs> Ricky's not, like, the most put-together No, uh, he's person, not. Like, generally whatsoever. And so... That's, I can absolutely see him just completely not mentioning it until he, like, right. FaceTimed he her like, from his new home and was like, oh, yeah, by the way, we've moved, and yeah, it's fine, like, yeah, and then Nini will be like, are you okay? Like, I know that was, like, like, you grew up in that home, and he'll be like, yeah, I mean, we have, like, just boxes everywhere, it's it's chill, and that would be, yeah. Be like <laughs> I mean, and on the, on the flip side, then, we have Ricky showing up at Yak, um, which is very funny in that well I, I was like it's hilarious that you walk into a campus with a guitar and you just like ask like random students <laughs> like do you know my girlfriend oh my god <laughs> like, i mean do you in know defense it is a small school it is but like oh my god you know just walking up and be like do you know Nina <laughs> Nina like like yeah you know and so um and i mean like we get the very opposite sort of thing where like you have this very shocking moment with nini in the suburbs like where she upending some... someone's sleep, and then Ricky, you know, getting the like, oh, are you here to like serenade her window? Like, <laughs> get in line, you know, guys. Who Everyone does that. Yeah, it's like yeah, okay, whatever. But it's kind of a cute sort of misconnection thread that we see throughout the episode, which also kind of makes room for. Um, I think in notes you you called this like the shipping episode. Yeah, they're so, every like, obviously every couple. Or thread of a couple gets some sort of, like, thing going on here. Right. And I think that, like, weird misconnection vibe or, like, distance between Ricky and Needy in this episode obviously opens 
the door a little bit for some um some Rena vibes because Gina uh-huh. is like having Gina is like having a hard time in this episode because um, her though- mom has been her Valentine every year since she was four years old and her mom's gone for her FEMA job or whatever and she hasn't gotten a present from her and she's so sad so she shows up in Ricky's new apartment and. She's like, hey, it's really good. I like them. It's really good. (laughs) I mean, like, I think we should acknowledge, like, how much, you know, Gina is going through. Like, despite the fact that she gets to stay, you know? Yeah, it's still hard. She's, like, staying in a new friend's house. She um, is away from her mother, who is, like been her you know her her, her family her family for you yeah. know so long and like all these holidays yeah i can imagine how difficult that is and like um you know then we get that tension point at the end of the episode oh where, my god <laughs> um she thinks she assumes that ricky gave her the yeah she gets a box of chocolates, chocolates and she's like oh my gosh it was ricky because i just told ricky how sad i was and then she texts him uh, thanks for the chocolates that made my night. And literally, like, as she sends that, she gets a text from her mom that's just like, Did you get the chocolates? I find I figured out a way to express ship them. Right. And like, okay, here's <laughs> I I was like, okay, it's rational that Gina would believe that Ricky sent the chocolates, but then yes. I was also like, oh my god, like Ricky does not Yeah, Ricky like have the like emotional uh, intelligence. emotional capacity <laughs> to like do this. You know what I mean? I, yeah. Um, uh, poor Ricky. Yeah, sorry. I feel like a dunk on Ricky a lot. I like Ricky. No, I um, love Ricky. I just, like, you have to, like, Ricky and EJ The boy are would both, not, like, think yeah. to send chocolates. He's These two boys are, like, both Ricky and EJ are, like, very dumb, and I say that with the utmost love in my heart. Right. I mean, like, it's, it's, it's oh, very because funny, Speaking it's... of EJ, like, he shows up, like, dressed in all black, and he's like, yeah, this Valentine's Day is really difficult for me, because this is the first Valentine's Day I haven't had a girlfriend. I know. And I'm just I like, really, <laughs> oh. I'm such a big fan of of EJ this season. I mean, I loved EJ before, but I'm such a big fan of EJ this season. I think he's so like <laughs> they really lean into the himbo vibes here. I know they kind of he's kind of been like turned into a comic relief character, right. um, which I I I don't really mind. Yeah. Um, I think I think it's really fun. Um, and I think lends itself to like obviously. I mean, like who else was gonna. You know, going back to casting, like, who else is going to play guest star? Yeah. Because that is, that is such, like, a comedic role as well, and I really mm-hmm. appreciate that we're going to, like, yeah, I'm get excited to, to see, see that the, more from him. The big red guest on our, oh my gosh, big red EJ banter. I know. I can't wait until the no one fights like Oh my god, that's going to be you know? so good. Um, I wish I could remember all the lyrics for that, but that's going to be very fun. I mean, like, I, I'm looking forward to the EJ big red dynamic. I want to yeah. see more of that as we... As we go, um, because we haven't really gotten a lot of it yet, but, like, obviously their, you know, their roles in this show are gonna put them in a lot of close proximity, which I feel like is a very funny, like, yeah, not pairing, but you know what I mean? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dynamics. Dynamic, yeah. Um, I guess but. speaking of Big Red, Big Red has his own, uh, romantic troubles Aww. in that he feels super intimidated to be dating the lead of the show, so he wants to make some big sweeping romantic gesture for Ashlyn and ends up locking himself in her locker. I'm like, come on, man. I yeah. mean, like, Ricky was, well, Ricky was supposed to go save him and yeah, then, like, and then Ricky, Ricky completely, shit. like, dropped the ball. Yeah. <laughs> see, see, look. This is why Ricky can't be the lead. I know. I mean, uh, I worry. Like, I, 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 I want to have faith and yeah. I hope it'll go well, but yeah, we have this really interesting kind of 
dynamic between both Big Red and Ashlyn, where yeah. like Ashlyn's feeling very insecure about playing the lead. We're gonna we're, we're I think we'll circle back to that in a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, but also like Big Red is like, oh my god, I can't believe I'm like dating the lead and like we get this really sweet moment for both of them yeah back in the pizza shop right where he's about to make this huge romantic gesture um it's just like please buddy yeah and they have a really sweet conversation instead and they like dance and it's very cute you mm-hmm. know yeah they really um, get real about the insecurities that they're both feeling and like open up to each other and i'm just like damn nini and ricky you really need to learn how to communicate like this <laughs> Jesus, uh, yeah, I mean, like they—they they have like this really. I think that pairing has grown a lot on me. I was not like super, super into it at the end of like season one, but especially like through this episode, I—I I really enjoy it. I mm-hmm. think it's—I think it's very cute, and I think like especially through that conversation they have at that table, like it's really kind of nice to see them connecting on that level. I guess that was yeah. a lot of big words, but. <laughs> Um, we also sort of have this thing, like I said, mentioned before with, with Ashlyn, like her kind of thrust in this episode, they're police sirens. I really hope that's not coming through the mic. I um, hear it, so. Hot. I love that. Um, yeah. But, um, Ashlyn, you know, her kind of like thrust in this episode is that she is feeling insecure about playing Belle. And like, um, I, A, I empathize with that a lot. I feel like that's very like cute and she deserves the world. Right. Um, but also, like, I, I guess one of my, like, sort of, like, criticisms or something or, like, it felt a little weird to me in the sense that, like, she's giving, like, a lot of, like, vague language about, like, oh, you I know, just don't like, look like Belle. I don't look, I'm, like, I, you know, and I, I feel like, um, they are referencing, like, okay, obviously Belle is an unreal, Gina says this, but she's, Belle's like, a Belle cartoon is character. a cartoon character, right? Um, but I feel like they're, like, talking along the lines of, like weight or beauty and I'm like I, I feel like it's it's not quite as effective if you're not willing to like sort of say those parts out loud right. you know and like that's something that I feel like I also kind of felt a little bit in high school theater where it was just like oh okay <laughs> like the one time I had a, a, a lead uh-huh. a lead role it was just like oh I'm supposed to be like very sexy in the way that like a 17 year old theater student can you be, know where I'm at, yeah. right? We were doing Young Frankenstein. We adapted it for the high school stage with middling success okay. um, <laughs> in terms of content matter and stuff. Yes. But, like, you know, it is it is something that, like, you do feel. And so, like, I, I wish they would have, like, I don't know. I don't know if that's exactly what they were going for, but I kind of wish they would have, like, said the quiet parts right. out loud Um, in that sense. But, like, that being said, I, I really empathize with that sort of, like, arc i think it's very sweet um and obviously like ashlyn is perfectly qualified to be playing Belle, and i hope that like after this sort of episode some of those insecurities will um quiet a bit fade away yeah all right here's gonna be here's a very awkward transition i just thought of you know what's not fading away mr mazara's crush on miss jen because Uh, yeah, so as we know, Miss Jen has the messiest love life out of everyone on this show. Um, as a 30-something-year-old woman, I think that makes sense. Um, I'm not a 30-something-year-old woman. I'm saying Miss Jen is a 30-something-year-old <laughs> woman and therefore has more relationship experience and ghosts that haunt her. So we have her ex-North High dude. Uh, we also have Mr. Mazzara, who, like, 
we get like a they're both staying late after school or something and then she's like who i forgot who instigates it but one of them is like oh let's get dinner and so they go out to get dinner together on valentine's day and he's obviously like very like oh yeah you know what we actually have a lot in common and then she just like grabs him out of nowhere and he's just like obviously like incredibly flustered and she's like there's ricky's dad i have such a big crush on him and mr mazara's like oh it's like oh okay guess i'll die like yeah <laughs> it's and, so but he, mean, does, he does try to wing woman her he's like you should go or wing man wow he's like you should yeah. go talk to him because you can't just say you have a crush on him and not do anything about it and then he like right. sadly washes her across the room and i was like damn mr mazara Mr. Mazzara got a bad. I know. I mean, like, I, I feel like I, I only ever become more and more pro Mr. Mazzara. I love Mr. Um, Mazzara. And I also feel like, I feel like they have to be endgame. Yeah. Right? Like, I if think there so. is a, if there is an endgame, right? I feel like that's the way it's being set up. And, um, I mean, like, the Ricky's dad thing, I was like, oh, God. I, I forgot I, I, that I, happened. <laughs> I know. I, it's just, it's so funny. And I'm like, I think it's also, so I just thought of this too, that it's something I kind of wanted to talk about. Like, I love the addition of the pizza place yes. this season um, in terms of like, it is, it's because, it's, it's, it's the central perk, if right, you will, right, right. Of, um, of this show. And I think it's kind of fun when you have all of these kind of like disparate storylines that there is this kind of physical Oh, I love that so much. I, that takes it out of the school, you know? Yeah, I was gonna say, I uh, I didn't have a place like that in high school. I mean, we had, like, we had, like, a Whole Foods across the street from us that sort of became that, and also a Barnes & Noble where you would see teenagers, like, make out in the manga section. Um, but, the horny yeah, that... manga section. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah I, I was gonna say, I feel like we had... Well, we would always, all the theater kids would end up at, like, the Village Inn, uh-huh. right? Which is, like, a universal trope. Um, shout out to my my Omaha friends, Village Inn, 144th oh and West gosh. Center Road. Um, but, yeah, I... I, I, I like I, that Big Red's family owns it, which I think adds, like, a little extra thing. I like that Courtney has a job there now, which is yeah. also very fun. Um, although That's a good little segue into that, though. Yeah, too. so yeah. Courtney has, Courtney's now the assistant manager of, I forgot about the pizza, Slice something, Salt Lake Slices? Salt Lake something, City Slices? I, yeah. Something they wear like tie-dye that. shirts, it's a very cute uniform. It's very cute, I love the vibe of that place. She's the assistant manager, which, like, seems like a lot for a high schooler. Or to, like, to, like, come into the job as the assistant right, manager. Right, 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 yeah. Like, and, I'm like, sure have you her could, own office, like. Yeah, I, I'm sure you her, could, though. like. yeah good for her um yeah but then there's like a pizza delivery guy that she has like banter with and i'm like oh this is this is going to be a thing (laughs) of course well it's it's this is this is howie this is one of the new characters um and yeah i think i think it's very funny like first i i love that we're getting like a lot of sort of continuation or payoff on the like year of courtney yes i do love she set in in the first episode um and i'd love to see her uh getting cash you know she she talks about like i need money um <laughs> and like you know being genuinely like good at her job as we see with the whole like banana peppers thing um but yeah i i was it's i think it's funny that it immediately like got set up into this like pseudo like um we're gonna it, it's very like enemies to lovers you know mm-hmm. um that they're setting up here which like admittedly i do love but um yeah, it's 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 cute, and I like to get that we get to see her like having banter with this guy, and also once again, like we've talked about too, like existing out of that friendship with Needy and getting a lot of like 
individual attention here, Right, too. right. Um, which also kind of comes into the, like, the bit we get at the end of her singing Beauty and the Beast yeah. in the pizza shop. Because she had um, this whole thing where she was... Because remember last season she ended up, like, what, blowing out a light because of her voice? Yeah. So she was too scared to, like, sing, like, project, so she's singing the song very quietly, and the first time the group does Beauty and the Beast, it's just a mess, because Ashlyn is insecure, Ricky's distracted by the fact that he took a bus to fucking Denver, Denver. um, and, uh, Courtney is, uh, scared of singing loud, and then at the end, she finally sings, and it's wonderful. It's good. Yeah. It's it's funny because I completely forgot about like the right blowing out the sound system and like yeah that w- that's that's like traumatizing yeah. <laughs> and a it's the sound people's like responsibility to adjust the levels to the actors yes. so it is not her fault it's not her fault um but yeah I think like seeing that kind of arc um for her is nice and like i appreciate that we get a lot of space for her to like really come into that on her own terms i also like (laughs) i love the aesthetic of her like walking through the pizza shop past like the wash bins and the sanitized bins you know yeah like um and like having this moment that also parallels like big red and ashlyn you know dancing right right out in the the lobby um but yeah i mean like dara has like such an incredible voice um, and, like, I love hearing her sing every single time, so I'm excited for more and more of that. Um, and I guess the last, last couple thread to address is Seb and Carlos, um, which we got, like, hints of this previously in the first episode and continually through the next, and that is that, uh, Carlos is apparently loaded, <laughs> and mm-hmm. Sebas- Seb is not. hmm I know. Because they're, well, and, like, Seb gets caught in this yeah, very yeah, classic, yeah. like, oh, I have a surprise for you later, I gotta figure, and then, like, has to figure it yeah, out, Yeah, because you know? he just got Carlos a card, and Carlos was like, here's a very incredible, like, incredibly specific and thoughtful gift. At first, it looked like uh, Carlos was getting him a Tiffany something, and Seb, like, panicked, because he's like, there's no way I can afford this. But then it was, like, a sled, because apparently Seb said that he outgrew his childhood sled and was very sad about that or something um right which was very sweet i love a good specific gift but then seb was seb kind of panicked and was like oh a card ain't gonna cut it huh right and like and it's funny because like we get to see some of that like kind of that side of carlos too where he's like it's okay like you don't have to like reciprocate but like also what did you get me yeah um which is interesting and like that that kind of tension and like that kind of economic tension especially like oh my god especially if you're in high school and like you know i i hope that i hope they have a candid discussion about this soon um yeah because i feel like it's just gonna result in more like angst on on mm-hmm. seb's end um but it does lead us to, to us getting this like very lovely moment with him and courtney which was probably one of my favorite parts of the episode where they kind of like she talks through like um trying to figure out kind of how to find her voice after like the, that entire the incident <laughs> the incident yeah. um not her fault and then <laughs> i okay i'm obsessed like seb is one of my favorite characters that i'm really like obsessed with the or i'm so happy that um you know he's a series regular this season and i like, love that we just see him, like, I, 
it's kind of like corny, very quirky. Um, mm-hmm. They're like, oh, I just like improvise out my thoughts, you know? Right, I'm right. Open right? <laughs> very cute. Which, yeah. Which, like, it's. I love that shit, right? Yeah. And so, um, we get this very like sort of candid moment between the two of them where you know they figure it out, and then um, Seb eventually does like get um. Carlos, like, this very, very thoughtful gift. Yeah, Carlos um, is that first, like, uh, and then some, it, it's, like, a pot that he planted seeds in. He's like, I just wanted something that would grow with us. And then some, uh, Carlos is like, oh! That's, like, beautiful. That's, like, that's, like, God tier. Like, very sweet. Seb did not come to play, uh, but he really figured it out. Yeah. And so, um, that was, like, very sweet. And I, I appreciate that, like, Frankly, it's impressive how many of these sorts of, like, romantic threads um, this episode juggled. And, like, I guess it kind of feels like the calm before the storm before we really get into, like, the theater drama. Which we get a precursor of at the very end with... Not at the very end. It's like somewhere in in the middle where Lily's like, I'm transferring schools because you passed me over for the lead role. Right, and she, I didn't even realize this until we, like, started talking about it, but she says, like, I'm going north, you yeah, know? She's so obviously she's high. going to North High. Um, <laughs> when I was like, oh, I guess she's moving, maybe she's... <laughs> going to Yak? What, what's north of Utah? I Montana? Uh, no, that's, that's no? further further east. Wait. Uh, I don't know my West Coast geography. I think it is... No, is it? It's... Uh, I'm looking at a Google map search now. map of the United States. Oh, Wyoming and the bottom of Idaho. Wyoming is north of Utah? Yeah, it's like, so you know how Utah has like a, like a, like a, like a little, oh. little chink in it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, our little, little, yeah, the, uh, Idaho is on top of the top part of the little thing, and then Wyoming sits nuzzled in the right angle of it. Right. Jeez, I even, like, we have family friends in like salt lake city ish in in boise idaho i really feel like i should know the geography there better oh my god i'm like literally like two states removed from utah my home wow. I, <laughs> I don't know what happens. i i don't know what happens in western nebraska i don't know what happens west west of Omaha. <laughs> i guess montana is north of utah just way north it of is utah. oh my god all right well now that i've been outed as having no geographical awareness um yeah so, but anyways, she's not going to Idaho, she's going she's to She's going high. to North High. <laughs> um, which is where we, I think we start to get this, oh, I'm really excited for the school rivalry Yeah, aspect. it's gonna be fun. Like, I, got, I gotta admit. Um, and I think we're gonna have some big fun, so I'm hoping, like, as we go forward, we'll get into more of the theater stuff, too. Obviously, we will. Yes. Really fun. We'll get to see every the intense production values at North High. They're what ten thousand gallon, one thousand gallon tank. A, a tank. They have a tank. That's they have. Which I'm like, oh my. God. My first instinct there is like, oh my god, that sounds like a nightmare. Yeah. Like. <laughs> I. <laughs> that just sounds. I see this. Bad. Oh my god. Right? Like, I mean, like, that sounds like a logistical nightmare for a school. And also, like, in terms of a show, like, uh, why yeah. would you... <laughs> why? It seems unnecessarily extra. I know. But ultimately, can't I can't wait think to Be- see it. It's gonna be Beauty fun. and the Beast is, is going to be a better show. I'm so excited. I can't wait Little to see Mermaid. the costumes. I can't wait to see... Yeah, the costumes are going to be great. And I, I think I'm going to, like, die when I see um, 
Carlos I, as Lumiere. Yeah, I... Like, the Lumiere costume kills me. I was, what was I going to say? When they were doing the auditions in that second episode, when they start, when they did that group medley of Belle, I was like, oh my gosh, it's going to be so fun to hear all these Disney songs. And I just got really... I'm just excited to hear Gaston by EJ and LeFou. Oh my uh, god. I keep... I keep mixing up their names. EJ and Big Red. Big Red? This is what Big Red gets for not having an actual name yet. Um, <laughs> I'm excited it's to hear really... that. I'm excited to hear Ashlyn kill it on everything. I'm excited. Yeah, it's going to be really fun. I'm. Yeah, I didn't realize how excited I was to hear all these Beauty and the Beast songs performed by this cast until Belle. And I was like, oh, this is going to be it's fun. Like, oh. I know, because, like, I mean, Beauty and the Beast, like has bangers yeah right? like um especially i i think about like the the reprise the bell reprise yes like the madam Gaston, can't you just see it um <laughs> and uh it's gonna be so and then it like it slows down into like the i want adventure in the you know like um i'm gonna die yeah i i'm very excited like Obviously, moving away from the, I I feel like the choice to like move away from the HSM peg, yes, was very good, pretty good, yeah. Um, and like I'm excited to see how it continues to play out. Mm-hmm. Nice. I think that's kind of all we wanted to talk about. Unless there's yeah. anything else you got? No, I'm just excited for more, more. Uh, what's the word? Beauty and the Beast. I don't. I can't believe I forgot that. As we literally said, Beauty and the Beast, like three seconds. Anyway. No. Yeah. It happens. It happens. But cool. Well, uh, we'll see you all next time. On. Yeah. Follow us at <laughs> HSMTMTS podcast on Twitter. Uh, you can listen to us wherever you listen to podcasts. I don't know what you're listening to us on right now. You can continue to use here, or you can go to another podcast venue. Yeah. <laughs> There it is. There, there it is, is baby. <laughs> um, all right. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you around next time. Bye. Bye.